friends, and welcome on into episode 237 of the SCO Show, proudly a part of the Pat's Pulpit Podcast Network and brought to you by the great folks at SB Nation. My name is Mark Schofield, back in the big chair for today, Wednesday, April 27th. We are a day away now. The 2022 NFL Draft kicks off tomorrow night in Las Vegas. Still a lot of intrigue about the draft. And I thought, what better way to close out draft season than somebody who spent, as he just told me, probably 8,000 hours. No, it's not 8,000, but it (laughs) might feel like that to him. John Limarakis, who's a, as I've said, a a mainstay of the Scotia Slack channel since day one, one of the originals over there. He did a a Patriots-specific big board that you can see on offensive and defensive over at InsideThePylon.com. We're going to get into this entire draft class. You can follow John on Twitter at J-O-H-N-A-L-I-M-B-E-R-A-K-I-S. John, buddy. It's been too long, man. How you been? I have been awesome. And I want to say that I got into this because I was seeing what you and Dave and Inside the Pylon were doing. And I just thought, this is awesome. You know, I wonder if I could get into this. And then lo and behold, it's five years later. And I, this is, I love it. It's my favorite thing. Well, there we go. And like I said, everybody listening, you can see John's work at InsideThePylon.com right now. He's got his offensive big board up. He's got his defensive big board up. And, you know, we are going to go big picture and small picture here with a, a big picture league-wide view and then some Patriot stuff. And we're going to start, per John's request, on the defensive side of the ball. And, John, let's start here. Studying this class, you know, started to the summer through now. Who are some of the players on the defensive side of the ball, again, league-wide, not Pat-specific, that sort of stood out to you? Yeah, sure. Uh, for me, I think this is a very good top of the class for corners. So Sauce Gardner, love Sauce Gardner. I love Booth. Uh, Stingley, if you can get that 2019 version, um, yeah, that, he's fantastic. Uh, when it comes to edge and linebacker, I think they are, are good for day one, day two, and even day three. Um, in terms of, of people there, I, I love Aiden Hutchinson. He's my number one guy overall, but I think that there are six, seven edges who could go in, in day one, and I wouldn't bat an eye. Um, defensive tackles, a little bit uh, top-heavy this year, but I love Travis Jones and Jordan Davis. Yeah. Absolutely love them. And uh, safety is a little top-heavy too, but um, I don't know if this guy's a Pat's, na- uh, Pat's fit, but I'm going to drop him here anyway. Jalen Petre, he is incredible. Do-it-all guy from Baylor. Um, leaving or entering the draft with um, the most tackles for loss, interceptions, and sacks by any prospect entering the NFL draft in his career. So that's, that's pretty impressive work for a safety. Let's go sort of Patriot centric now. And we've all sort of talked about the positions that were sort of in the mix with respect to the defensive side of the ball, John, what positions do you think they need to address on the defensive side of the ball in this draft? Okay. There's a gaping hole at edge. And I think that's just not getting discussed enough. Um, Kyle Minoy left. It's a lot of snaps to replace Chandler Jones, not there. It's more snaps to replace. Donta Hightower left, even more snaps. So really, for me, it's linebacker, edge, and of course, uh, corner as well. And if you look at needs the way the Patriots do, which isn't just what's what do you need for next year, but 
two years down the road, free safety is another position that they should probably consider. So those are, those are the, the main ones. Well, when you talk about the needed edge, and it's interesting because I think you're right, there, there's sort of this, you know, snaps that they have to replace, obviously, Van Noy and Winovich, and, you know, they have some depth there. But do you think that gets us to a discussion about linebackers that can play on the edge as being players they should eye in this draft? I do, actually. And the guy that I think can either do Hightower or Van Noy's role uh, and is one of my favorite players in the draft, I love this guy, Leo Chanel. He, you know, we talk, Belichick sometimes talk, talks about round two prospects as first rounders, but four. Well, with Chanel, his pass rushing and his run defense, I mean, put on the tape, against Iowa watch him play over tackle and beat up Tyler Linderbaum as a run defender pretty impressive so for him I think he can do a lot of those things but for his coverage which is just underdeveloped and uh, he has the athleticism for it the guy you know he has a four five three forty ridiculous three cone but he just hasn't put it together there yet However, I think he would fit in very well in their system and produce big time. Would, where would, you be, would you be comfortable drafting him at 21, or would it be a situation where you'd want to wait? So um, personally for me, he's my linebacker too, and I have him I think around 25 or 24 on my board. I, I'd be personally comfortable with it, but that's not the smart play. The smart play is look at Arif Hassan's consensus big board. That's really good at telling you when guys are going to go. So what I would do is I would take someone, and he's, I think, in the 50s on a reef sport. So you can probably wait until day two, maybe trade up a little bit and take him. Just play the board, play it that way. But personally, yes, I think he's a worthy consideration at 21. Do you think we just saw the trade, obviously, as, as our good friend Dave Archibald would tell us, and we see it all the time, New England and Bill Belichick, they hate those fifth round picks and they just traded away another one. You know, do you think that the draft capital they got with Houston could give them an opportunity to move up from 54 like they did last year, right? We, we, we talked about Christian Barmore might be a fit for them at 15. They got him in the second round after trading up. Do you think Chanel might be that kind of play this year? Yeah, I think it's more likely they if they can trade down in round one, and then move up a little in round two to get him. I think that's what they would do. And at 21, I know the rumor right now is a lot of teams in the top half and even in the middle of the draft are looking to trade down, uh, including the Patriots. So if there's a buyer for pick 21, maybe a wide receiver falls or someone wants to get a quarterback or there's an offensive tackle rush, um, you know, you could trade down, pick up some additional capital, and then move up day two for, for Chanel. So you mentioned Chanel is one of your, you know, Patriots fits. Who are some other fits for the Patriots on the defensive side of the ball, whether it's early in the draft, middle of the draft, wherever? Who are some of your other favorite defensive fits? Yeah. Uh, so number one, I, I love Jordan Davis and Travis Jones. Uh, I think – for, for Jones, he reminds me so much stylistically of Wilford. Um, 
I think he's plug and play. He doesn't have Davis's stamina concerns. This guy is doing his job as an elite run defender. And I think he's a decent pass rusher, but he's often triple teamed because right. he's the guy on that defensive line. So, so I really like him in terms of fit for corner, uh, Andrew Booth, you know, he's, he's probably number, and Josh and I see pretty much eye to eye on Andrew Booth. Um, if they want to go to a zone scheme, then I think uh, I call him the Scottish corner McDuffie. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a good fit, but if you're going zone, I'd rather you focus on your front seven and pass rush versus draft a zone corner highly. Right. And then right. safety, free safety. There's, there's two guys I think are, are just in, incredible fits for them. And that's Dax Hill and um, Lewis scene from Georgia. Lewis scene is your pure free safety single high. Uh, he can do it all. An amazing run defender. He can get a little bit uh, better with his route anticipation and awareness. Uh, there's room for growth there. Uh, Dax Hill, amazing slot corner. Just want to see more reps with him at free safety, but he has the size and length. He looks like DMC coming out, but he played slot. Let me ask you this, John. So we get it's 1040 on Thursday night. The New England Patriots have made a pick at 21. They've stayed. They've made the pick. And it's a defensive player. Who would you want to hear? Who, whose name would you want to hear? Or what position would you want to see them address if they stay at 21 and make a pick on the defensive side of the ball? That's, that's a tough one. Because um, there's just so many directions to go. And like, what's the board look like? But if I had to pick, if I had to pick, I would say I would go Jordan Davis. If he's available, I'd love to hear Jordan Davis's name called. I don't think he's getting past uh, Baltimore, like you mentioned, or uh, even Philadelphia, but definitely him. And then, yeah, I guess it would be, it'd be Chanel. Like, just take that guy. He's going to eat in your system. Let, let me ask you this. A, a guy I keep coming to at 21 for New England is Devin Lloyd, the linebacker from Utah. Um, where are you on Lloyd? Uh you know what? I think when it comes to Lloyd and, and Dean and a lot of, well, Lloyd, Dean, Muma, Anderson, uh, Harris, a lot of these guys, um, what I would say is you look at the Patriots last 20 years, since Belichick has come in, look at the past 20 years of who they've taken in the first three rounds of linebacker. The lightest guy you're going to find is Gerard Mayo at 240. And you look at what they've asked their linebackers to do, whether it's a 4-3 or 3-4 base, they ask their linebackers to stack and shed offensive linemen and take on offensive linemen. They look for those physical guys. So when I see guys like Dean and Lloyd and Muma and Anderson and others, I don't see the level of physicality that the Patriots like in their linebackers. I like Lloyd quite a bit. He's 18th on my board and he's my linebacker one. If they switch schemes, and that's another thing hanging over this whole defensive draft class, right. what scheme are they going to run? Are they going to change their standards for what they like? If they do, let's say they go to more like cover three, yeah, Lloyd is going to be an awesome fit. If they stay with what they're doing, I just don't think he has the physicality that they're looking for. Up next, we're going to talk offensive side of the ball with John Limarock. Is that his ahead? on this pre-draft installment, episode 237 
of the SCO Show. Mark Schofield back with you here with John Limorakis on episode 237 of the SCO Show. And we just talked defensive players for the Patriots at 21 throughout the 2022 NFL draft. Now let's switch to the offense and we kick it off like we did with the defensive prospects, John. Studying this class started in the summer through now. Who are some of the offensive players that really stood out to you more league-wide than Patriots-centric at the start? Sure. One of my favorite guys in this class, and he might end up being, you know, a Pro Bowl caliber kind of guard is Iki Aquanu. I love offensive linemen. That's my favorite position to study. And Iki, the way he run blocks is just like pure football and adult entertainment. We'll leave it at that. I mean, it's just incredible. Here we go. Yeah. I mean, call him IHOP because he's stacking pancakes all day long. Love it. Overall, what about, though, yeah. What about other non-linemen? How about that? Yeah, sure. Um, I think you have two really good wide receivers, um, Drake London and Chris Olave. When I look at wide receivers, I look for good route runners, guys who can really sink into their breaks and, and good hands and body control. And, and I see those two guys as the best route runners, great hands. And, and you look at like Drake London being able to sink his hips and snap off a break at 220, like guys at 175 can, and it's just a thing of beauty. Let me follow up on London because you know, we, we, we tend to be prisoners of the moment or t- prisoners of, say, recency bias. And, you know, people see Pac-12 receiver, bigger guy, grading contested catches and think, oh, man, he just he can't separate or he's Nikhil Harry 2.0. I don't have any of those concerns with London. And I guess you don't either. No, I think. And I just got this question on uh, Sons of Sam Horn, where we were from. And someone said that. And I said, you look at, at London as a route runner and you look at his breaks it's night and day different to Harry. I didn't see Harry get corners to flip their hips in the wrong directions and commit. You know, I didn't see Harry be able to manipulate corners the way London does. He's just Harry. I didn't like Harry coming out. I didn't think he was a good route runner and I didn't like his breaks, but London total opposite. Let's talk needs here for the New England Patriots. And, you know, obviously they sort of solidified quarterback with Mac Jones and, the first round of last year's draft, but, you know, whether you look at receiver or offensive line, you know, they might have some needs on the offensive side of the ball. What do you think New England has to address offensively in this upcoming draft? Left guard, offensive tackle depth, uh, receiving running back. And that's a position that takes a couple of years to develop uh, X receiver of the future and slot slash punt returner. And I have some names for those fits. pardon me so one of my favorite guys in the draft is zion johnson i i I love zion johnson he it's amazing how he went from a golfer at davidson to a guy who is almost flawless with his technique a few years later at boston college and don't sleep on him for left tackle i you know side bet give me decent odds i'll take zion johnson working out at left tackle over trevor penning to, to put a hot take down just because that it, technique and athleticism. Let, let me tell you, I don't know if that's a hot take because I feel like interestingly enough, you, you look around on say draft Twitter and other places. I feel like there's this like turn against Pennon 
like out of the combine, it was like, yeah, he's OT four. Like you're going to see him at like 10. You're going to see him at 17 sometime early. I feel like the warmest turned on Pennon and I kind of feel like you're in that same boat. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, if your technique has to be completely rebuilt and if you were dominated by your better competition at when he played Iowa state and at the senior bowl, what are we doing here with this guy? Like you better have a plan in place with your coaching staff and think you can get the most out of him. Cause I like him, but if this year's class had last year's kind of first round guys, Penning to me would be a clear second rounder, early second rounder, but second rounder. It's interesting. Nate Tice, who does such great work at the athletics said that a bet on Penn and a draft pick of Penn is a bet on your offensive line coach. Do you think if Dante were still in the room, that we have less of a concern about Pennon? Yeah, I'd feel more comfortable about it. Just, I'd feel more comfortable about him. I'd feel more comfortable with, say, taking Tyler Smith, who I love. But, I mean, just in our conversation right now, he got flagged for a holding penalty. Right. Um, so there's, there's, there's some guys that I just – I'm not sure I want to take the risk with because I'm not sure they can develop them. I hear you. I think that's a great take. So, so let's get back to your, your favorite fits. We talked about Zion. You mentioned Zion before we got the, the pen and sidetrack. Who are some of your other favorite fits offensively for New England? I like uh, Alec Pierce. Now, this, I'm talking about yep. day two X's. I love Alec Pierce. Put on his Notre Dame tape. Yep. Look, he's got, he has some hip stiffness, but you talk about a ball tracker and a guy who can catch anything, the body control on him, it's spectacular. I think he can do what they want to at X. Uh, George Pickens is another guy I really like at X for them. Uh, Sky Moore, another day two guy I like. I think he can play X, but I think he's pretty versatile. I think he can play slot. And um, something I want to shout out to, to, to Matt Waldman here on Sky Moore. When I was watching Sky Moore, I thought, man, why isn't this guy a punt returner? He, he should be a punt returner. He has, he has the moves to do it. And Waldman put in and, and check out the rookie scouting portfolio. And he put in that Sky Moore has, you know, potential to be a, a good returner. And I thought, yep, that's right. He should. Oh, one last name, one last name for wide receiver, because I, I think this is your, your slot slash pump returner, Kyle Phillips, UCLA. Yeah. I, he is one of my favorite players to watch. He needs to cut down on the dancing. It's, it's too much DDR out there for him. But if he can streamline that dancing, he gets separation. He blocks with his hair on fire, and uh, he's a great route runner. I, I would be so happy with him day three. Yeah, I think he'd be a great fit for New England on day three. Now let's talk about that pick of 21 like we did with defense. If we get to, say, 1045 Thursday night and they've addressed offense at 21, I'm betting you say look, you'd love to see Zion Johnson, but who else would you be comfortable with them drafting offensively at 21? That's tough. Uh, Drake London's a maybe, um, but he's probably not going to be there. Is Chris Olave going to be there? And is he going to fit what they traditionally go for? Probably not, but he would be a good fit. One other guy, uh, Bernhard Raymond. Because yes. I don't think Charles Cross is going to be there, but Raymond to me, if you told me, or if I could make another little hot take bet, I think that Cross and Raymond could be better tackles, important qualifier there in the NFL than Neal and Aquanic. Wouldn't be surprised if those two guys were the better tackles. 
the only knock on Raymond I have is because he's, you know, the Austrian military service and he came over here, he's still putting on weight. He has some anchor issues. Uh, and he's also sub 33 inch arms, which isn't great for offensive tackles. So, uh, but his movement skills are just off the charts. I mean, the guy is so athletic. Uh, I think he, he could be a, a year two left tackle. And guess what? They need a left tackle in two years. So if he's the pick, I'm happy with it. So let's sort of take a step back, go big picture here. You know, John, your sort of dream scenario for New England and say the first three rounds of this draft, if we, you know, get to Saturday morning and we all love day three, it's, it's perhaps what drafts are won, but what would you love to see New England do on the first two nights? I would like to see them trade down, take a def- take Travis Jones, day two, trade up, get Chanel. Uh, it, oh, by the way, if they don't take Travis Jones, I'd be fine with an edge. Or if they don't take Leo uh, Chanel, I'd be fine with an edge. So just take two good defensive front seven players uh, day one and two. Take an X receiver day two. And then take a left tackle, left guard uh, in round three. My favorite guy for them was probably Sean Ryan, also out of UCLA. Uh, played left tackle is pretty much a freak athlete fits perfectly for gap power he's got to clean up his over aggression he's got to clean up his footwork but I I think he could start at left guard pretty quickly so would a first three whether it's in their spots right now or having moved around a little bit of of Jones should all Alec Pierce be like a home run in your mind oh man I would be so happy um yeah, that's, I mean, I'd probably take off work on Monday. I'd be celebrating the whole weekend. Yeah, that, that would be a dream scenario. Well, that's fantastic stuff. Now, John, I know you have interests other than football, so let me get you out of here on this. As you said, we got the draft rolling into the weekend, so i got to ask John, what's on the smoker for the weekend? Well, not this weekend, because this weekend is going to be just hanging out with the guys in the Slack channel and – guys and gals and uh also but next weekend next weekend i am have already started soaking and preparing a brisket to make a pastrami so yeah and this time i'm gonna try uh, a steaming process at the end before i serve it to really get to like uh new york you know cat's deli style um but yeah i love I love the the smoker and the barbecue chat. And I know, how about you, Mark? Can I can I throw a question to you? What's on your Absolutely, smoker? absolutely. Okay. Floor is yours. All right, what you doing? What you grilling? Um, this weekend's gonna be busy because you know we got the draft winding down and then you know coaching both Saturday morning and Sunday morning. So it's gonna be a bit busy, but but like you, next weekend it's gonna be all about the first pulled pork of the season. So we're gonna get that rolling. You start that process on like probably Wednesday evening, get that thing, you know, wrapped up and ready to go and start it first thing Saturday morning. So looking forward to that. You know, when we get post-draft, it's it's fully smoker season, right? Oh, yeah. Can't wait for summer smoker season. That's a highlight of my of my year every year. Yeah, looking forward to it, buddy. Um, let me let you give you the floor one more time, John. Plug the ITP stuff that you've done. Plug wherever you want to plug. The floor is yours, my friend. And remind people where to follow you on the Bird app. Sure. Uh, follow me on the Bird app at 
John A, and then my last name, which is L-I-M-B-E-R-A-K-I-S. Uh, you can find my work on Inside the Pylon. Really though, uh, if you're interested in this kind of stuff, we look at draft prospects in the Scotia Slack channel pretty much 365 days a year. We do film cutups, we discuss guys. It's, it's incredible. It's really fostered so much growth for a lot of us. Uh, and if you wanna be a part of that, I, I just, and this sounds like something fun to you, please join. The more the merrier and it's a great community. Well, John, I'm so glad to hear you say that. I, as I've told people before on this show and away from the show and off the mic and things like that, seeing the Slack channel grow into what it has, it's been so much fun to watch. And, and for those of you that may be like, look, I get enough of Mark yelling at me or in my ear. I don't need to see a lot of Mark. I'm really just in and out. Like it, it's really the men and women of, of the listeners the, uh, that are in the Slack channel that have made it what it is. And it's been, it's been awesome to see. So like John said, if you'd like an invite, listen, reach out. Uh, you can send me a DM on Twitter at Mark Schofield or mark.schofield at insidethepylon.com. Like John said, they're talking football year round, but they're talking other stuff year round too, whether it's movies. We got an arcade channel where we're talking about video games and I'm sharing my Elden Ring exploits. It, it's a ton of fun. So, <laughs> so do check it out. Uh, folks, that will do it for the pre-draft stuff. We are done. We have the pre-draft stuff in the can. Next time you hear from me, the Patriots will perhaps made a pick at 21 or, or trade it back or who knows? Maybe they'll trade up. We wait and see. Until then, friends, enjoy the draft. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Stay safe. Check in on your neighbors. Check in on your loved ones. Wash those hands. And when you do, sit along and bless those Patriots reigns down in Foxborough.